Hello, welcome to the Revive for the Journey podcast, where we give you this week's message from Cove Church. We pray that it blesses you and helps you grow deeper in your journey with Christ. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. My name is Hildardo Corona. I go by Hild for short, and this is my Rooted experience. Well, I first started um, getting into the faith back in 2011. Uh, before then, I my grew up in a different church, uh, but I didn't have an understanding of who God was or, you know, who Jesus was. And so, um, you know, I would attend church, but I never really understood, never got into the group of things. My journey really started, though, back in 2012, though. Um, that's when I started um, getting, you know, uh, building a relationship with God. And then from there, um, things just took off. Um, and things in my life just turned around. I started attending Cove back in 2019. And since then, that's when life really began. And I got baptized last year in um, 2021 after I decided you know, to take that leap of faith. And then I decided to sign up for Rooted. My motivation for Rooted was to get to know God a, lot, a bit more and also to get you know, involved around in the church, to be part of a community, a part of a church community where I can get, you know, hear other people's stories, hear their experiences, and see, so, you know, how I can increase my knowledge of God, but also get closer with Him along with other people in the church. So I feel like um, the one thing that I got um, rooted is that this is just the first step into something much bigger. I don't know whether it's gonna get involved in ministry or if it's gonna be serving here at Cove, or I don't know what it is yet, but somehow God has bigger plans for me. And I'm very excited and, ready and excited, you know, to take that next step. I was nervous here on my first day but the moment we started worshiping, it felt like, you know, like home. It felt like, you know, just like how we do it every Sundays, you know, we all welcome you with open arms. That's how rooted is. And I really recommend people, you know, like sign up for rooted. You know, you never know what God's gonna do for you in your life. And you never know what you're gonna learn about yourself, your community, but most important, your relationship with Jesus. What an amazing story, Cove Church, huh? Uh, what a beautiful semester of Rooted that we just finished. And I, maybe out of that, I have a question. How long does it really take to tell a good story? That one maybe took just a, a couple of minutes. One of my favorite stories in all of the Bible is found in John chapter 9. And I would love to just kind of share it with you, if you'll trust me that I've studied it, uh, that I know it. John chapter nine, Jesus is walking with his disciples and he comes across this man who's begging on the road. And he had been begging most, most of his life because he was born blind, the Bible says. And his disciples, the disciples stop Jesus and, and they ask him, they say, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he should be born blind? revealing to us kind of a theological, a faulty theological thought that we'll, we'll experience here in just a second, we'll understand a little bit more. This idea that this man's being punished because he's done something wrong and the punishment in this case is blindness. And I love that Jesus just dismisses that altogether. If you read it there in John chapter nine, he says, neither one of those are true. In fact, really what's going on here is because of this man's blindness, you're now gonna see the glory of God is really how that's trans translated. Some of you may be tuning in. Your story is uh, because of the way you were raised or maybe the religious tradition that you were raised in or somewhere along the way, you kind of picked up this this theology that says if something bad is happening in my life, 
That's God's punishment. That's God's retribution on my life. And I, I just want to encourage you that simply is not true. And so um, Jesus, what he does is he, he spits in the ground <laughs> and uh, whatever that looked like for Jesus, I don't know if he knelt down, I don't know if it just, you know, a bunch of spit coming out of his mouth. And then he, he, he knelt down and he kind of rubbed it around with his hand. He made some mud and he picks it up and he wipes it in, in the guy's eyes. The Bible says, if we want something a little more sanitary, one translation says he anointed the man's eyes with this mud. And then he told him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And he did. The guy obeyed him probably just if nothing more to get the grit and the grime now out of his eyes. Uh, and interestingly enough, amazingly enough, he comes up seeing. Now, if you can imagine again, he's been born blind. He's an adult now all of his life and he's been begging. He hears voices of his village where he lives, but he's never seen these folks. All of a sudden he comes up seeing for the first time, he's seeing colors, he's seeing light, he's seeing trees, he's seeing people's faces and a community <laughs> begins to surround him, his community. And they're wondering, isn't this the guy, isn't this our neighbor? Isn't this the one that we know who's been sitting at the city gate begging all of his life? And one person says, no, it just looks like him. It's not really him. But he's standing there the whole time like, hey, I'm in the room. It's actually me. I was blind, but now I see. And they ask him like, well, how did you receive your sight? Then? And he says, there's this guy named Jesus. Been hearing about him. I think we've all been hearing about him. He came by and he, and he put mud in my eyes, put dirt in my eyes. <laughs> he told me to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And I did. And now I see. And so they're having a hard time, you know, understanding th this miracle. It's, it's created some wonder. It's created some confusion. And so they do the only thing they really know to do. They, they take this man to the spiritual leaders of the day, kind of the spiritual, um, you know, good guys of the day, the Pharisees. And th th because they need spiritual answers for this miracle. And the Pharisees are incensed because this miracle happened on the Sabbath. Uh, really nothing uh, that's breaking the law, even though it changed this man's life, radically changed this man's life for the better. And, and they ask him, how did you receive your sight? And the man said that the guy, Jesus, I told, I told my friends, the guy, Jesus, you know, spit in the spit on the ground. He rubbed mud in my eyes and he told me to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And I, I came up seeing how long does it take, Coachers, to tell a good story? And I wonder what your story is. How long does it take? They dismiss his story altogether. They decide maybe, you know, he was never born blind. So they say, bring his, bring his parents in. We want to ask them a question. Maybe he, this is all just maybe a big mistake. So they bring his parents in. And somewhere, as you read the story, somewhere along the way, the word had gotten out that if they or anyone else kind of gave credit to Jesus, uh, they'd probably be excommunicated from the temple. And so his parents, some of my heroes, their response is, is brilliant. I actually love this family. It comes out in the sun as well. <laughs> so they, they enter, they're really cautious, really wise. And so the Pharisees ask mom and dad, is this your son? A, B, was he born blind? And C, if he was born blind, how is it that he is now seeing? And they answer this way. We can tell you uh, that this is indeed our son. Number two, he was indeed born blind. But how he received the sight, even though they knew, how he received the sight, we don't know. He's of age, you can ask him, right? And so he's a big boy, you ask him, and then they just kind of slip out the back door. <laughs> 
So they blow up that theory. So then the Pharisees decide, okay, he's lying. So they turn to him again and they, they say this, listen, we know this man Jesus is not from God. You need to tell the truth. How is it that you received your sight? And the man responds this way, he says, listen, I, I don't know if this guy's a sinner or not. You're the religious leaders of the day. All I know is he spit on the ground, he rubbed the mud in my eyes and told me to go wash in the pool of Siloam. How long does it take? friends, to tell a good story. In fact, he followed it with this. It's probably one of the reasons uh, I love it. A bit of a salty response. He said, you're asking me so many questions about this guy, Jesus. Maybe you want to become one of his followers as well. <laughs> and that was enough for them. They actually did uh, kick him out, excommunicate this man. You know, some of you, maybe you walked into church today. Maybe you're, you're, you're listening online, I should say. And You've come in maybe with some spiritual blindness in some ways. And could it be that God wants to use a community of people, our story together, mixing uh, and intersecting with your story in a way where you, you know, Jesus wants to anoint your eyes and allow you to wash that mud off so that you can see clearly. Maybe your story is I've, I've kind of come here alone and I'm looking for community. I need a family. Maybe some of you, your story is, you know, I've come in full of shame, riddled with guilt. But, but maybe you would say, I can now see. I'm walking in freedom because I know Jesus loves me. Maybe you would say, I came to Cove Church. I came to this community overwhelmed with fear and addiction, unforgiveness, maybe depression. But I've met the Spirit's power to break strongholds. Maybe some of you, your story is this. Listen, I, 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 didn't, I didn't really believe that God could love me. The way that I heard people saying he could love me, but today I've never felt more embraced and loved by God. How long does it take, Cope Church, to tell a good story? And maybe, maybe as you, 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 know, you kind of leave this service and you head back out into your world, among your family, among your neighbors, you know, among your coworkers, maybe you've already experienced this. They see the change in you, much like this man in John chapter nine, and they kind of step up to the edge and they wonder what, you know, what's going on here? Maybe some get angry and they ask the question, what has happened here? And I wonder if your story could be this. I, I once was blind, it's really simple. I once was blind in depression, maybe self-hatred, in confusion. I was stuck in life. I was just worn out and exhausted and tired. I lost a friendship, I lost a relationship, but now I see God met me and he healed me. See friends, I think, maybe, maybe you're like me, I'll just tell on myself. I think this idea of telling kind of our God story, what Jesus has done in our lives, it can be intimidating as we're talking with other people. Like, you know, what, what if they ask me some deep theological question or, you know, you know what, if they, what if they get angry with me or judge me or, they, you know, um, something like that. And I, I just want to hit kind of a pressure relief valve for us. We're never going to have our theology all figured out. And yes, you are gonna run into some folks who, who may challenge your faith. And I, I wanna encourage you, the older I get and the more gray hair I get, I have found that I don't know 
is a really good answer. You have permission not to have all of the answers, but what you do have, my friends, is your story, what God's doing in your life. And I, I just, maybe some stories are more in depth and more layered, but there is also a short version, a very simple yet powerful way to tell our stories. I once was blind, but now I see. You saw from the video, we just came through our Rooted semester. And one of the things that we do in Rooted is we talk about how and why I should tell others. And we, we have, uh, you know, our Rooted participants kind of reflect on, you know, 10 weeks ago when I came into Rooted, here's kind of what life was like, here's what was going on. But today, just in a short 10 weeks, here's what God has done in my life. I want to read some of them anonymously for you today. One person said, 10 weeks ago, I was discouraged by how sad and broken the world is and felt very distant from God. Today, I feel more encouraged that God has a plan for all of us, that he created all of us with a unique purpose. And even when it feels like God isn't here, I can trust that he is always with me. One person said this, 10 weeks ago, I came in nervous to have people I don't know looking up to me, maybe one of our facilitators. But today I'm glad that I had him to look up to and to lead me, I love that. Another person said, 10 weeks ago, I was guarded, full of anxiety and isolated, unorganized and unsure of where to start and what to do with myself. Today I feel more confident, I feel hopeful. I can feel my faith growing and I'm starting to find my purpose. 10 weeks ago, another person said, I desired to have a better understanding and to draw closer to God. And today I have a better understanding of what I need to do to speak to God, listen to God and draw near to God. Another person said this, I didn't, 10 weeks ago, I didn't feel capable of leading a group, certainly one of our facilitators, I'm sure. Today I'm more confident and look forward to leading other things in the future. How about this one, Cove Church? 10 weeks ago, I felt stuck. If you've ever felt stuck in your life, that, that is daunting. I felt stuck, wanting to go deeper in my relationship with God, but not knowing where to start. Today, I feel renewed and hopeful. I know where I, am, where I am in my relationship with God, and I'm so excited to go deeper. I trust him more and see what he has, to see what he has in store for my life. A couple of more, 10 weeks ago, I was doubtful. How about this? I was hiding and running, but today I'm growing, I'm inspired, and equipped. And finally, one person said this, 10 weeks ago, I had no idea what God wanted from me. I was nervous what God would reveal to me. I was ready to take that leap of faith. And today, I know that this is just the first step into a bigger journey with Jesus. I'm excited to get to live for him. And I feel safe that God will be there on my walk and my journey. Cove Church, how long does it take to tell a good story. I pray that you're encouraged today by our story, some of the stories of Cove Church, and you are included in that. Take a look at this video. Hello, my name's Mary Edmund, and this is my God story, what God has done for me. 
In 2021, in September, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And as of always, I went to the Lord. I truly prayed earnestly for guidance. Not so much for healing, but for guidance. And it was the day of my surgery that the Lord sent the Holy Spirit and gave me nothing but peace and comfort. And I would not trade that experience for anything. After all of the chemo and the radiation, I really wanted to find a church that was more spirit-filled. And then I came here. And I walked in, and my first worship service, I knew I was home. I wanted to get involved really quickly with the church, and I felt like Rooted was a good place to start, to get to know people. I think everybody in my group was all in. I guess that's the best way to describe it is, Truly, I don't think there was too many people holding back and sharing their love of Christ was probably the best part of Rooted. Well, don't let 10 weeks scare you. It goes by fast. In fact, as I was telling you earlier, I wish it wasn't ending. It's well worth your time. Coach Church, let me pray for you. I just want to remind you, I want to encourage you. Ephesians 2.10 says this, that you are God's workmanship. That word is a poema uh, in the original language. It's, it's this idea that you're his story, that he's writing. You're his song that he's writing. And you have a story to tell. How long does it really take to tell that story? I want to, I want to pray for you that God would just give you courage, that he would speak to you uh, through, through the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for Cove Church. May we be a people. You've told us to go. You've told us to share the good news. What is the good news? What is the gospel? We sang it as kids, those maybe who grew up in church. And even if we didn't, we probably heard this song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. It's a really simple story. And so Lord, would you help us more and more to be a people who, who share the good news, what you have done, knowing that we'll never have our theology all figured out. If we could fit all of our theology, our thoughts on you in a box, then you would be a whole lot smaller than you really are. We'll never have all that figured out. We'll never have all the answers, but what we do have is the story of what you have done in our lives, how you've redeemed us, helped us, healed us, spoken to us. God, may we be a people that shares that. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Cove Church. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. 
To stay connected with all things Cove Church, visit our website, covechurchpnw.com, or on all social media platforms at Cove Church PNW. We'll see you next time.